economic health of this nation has been. Four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline. Read in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, your host this week. And I'm here with Jessica Thomas, who is a CPA. Hi. Yeah, just like that. Yep. And Peter Lynch. Good morning. Good so, to be here. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, always good to be here. So we got a market that is up... On the year, 11.97%. That's a uh, that's quite a rally. Uh, you know, we finished the year last year on kind of a weak note, um, where we had a decline from September 20th down to uh, November 24th. It was a decline of almost 20%. We got within, oh, I think, 10 bips, two bips, something like that. You could argue that we did have that classic correction, you know, a, a bear market. Would it be at 20%? I think it is. Mm-hmm. 10% is a correction. So, uh, you know, you can plant yourself in whichever camp you want. But uh, the recovery has been strong. Uh, we have seen some all-time highs this year. Uh, started seeing them early in May. How high did we get? Uh, barely over our last highs. It hit in September 20. <laughs> Uh, of 2018, it wasn't it wasn't huge, but I mean, you know, it's uh, it's signs of of a, a rebound for sure. Um, but now we're starting to see some some weird things go on with, uh, you know, I, even I have been uh, pretty steady on the on the notion that uh, the the trade spat that we're having with China was just a negotiating tactic with. Uh, you know, with Donald Trump, our president, and uh, I, I'm, I'm beginning to start to wonder if that's exactly the way this is going to go. I, I really didn't expect that he was going to push through. Uh, I thought that uh, China would blink a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I don't know of anybody who looks at this stuff very closely who doesn't agree with me when they say China's got a heck of a lot to lose in this whole battle. Um you know, they're basically an export nation. They rely heavily on that. Uh, we are not their biggest trading partner. They trade more with uh, some of the European nations. We actually, um, they're not our biggest importer either. Both uh, Canada and Mexico are larger. Much of Canada's imports to the U.S. are energy-based, so we get a lot of oil from there. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's becoming a bit more interesting and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> Uh, so we saw some some volatility creep back in the market this week. Um, if you look at the one-year returns, they're really low. Uh, 12-month S&P 500, this is without dividend, 2.71% gain. Uh, you look at utilities, 19.8%. It's, uh, it's always a little scary when utilities lead the pack. Uh, it's usually a sign of, uh, uh, you know, changes in... Treasury yields, interest rates uh, doing weird things. And we got some news on that this week as well. I noticed uh, Thursday of the, of the past week, um, we saw about a 23 basis point parallel move in the yield curve and move in, an, in as much as it fell. In one month? In one day. In 23 one basis points, 0.23%, which, I, you know, you could say, oh, that's not much. A uh, one-day move of 0.23% is pretty significant. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was from about the 
three-year, two- or three-year treasury all the way out to the 30-year. Everything in parallel basically moved lower. Uh, now, if you're an investor in fixed income, lower yields, lower interest rates mean positive gains, right? The price moves higher when the, when the yield goes down. So uh, anybody that's, that's uh, heavily invested in, in uh, fixed income this past week, meaning bonds, uh, or, you know, ETFs, old bonds, mutual funds, old bonds, any of those, uh, probably has seen a, a pretty significant increase in their in their wealth in just a short period of time. And the longer out the maturity curve they go, meaning, you know, we talk about it as duration, basically it's sensitivity to interest rates. Uh, the longer your maturities in your bond portfolio, the more you see that price rise. And conversely, when yields go up, you see it fall quicker too. Um but anyway, that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. <clears throat> um, S&P 500 a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, we pretty much came to the end of earnings season for the the uh, first quarter. We always get those reports in the second quarter. Uh, if you look at the surprise, meaning uh, how the market did relative to analyst expectations, the surprise in earnings, 6.52%. To the positive, meaning better than expected, uh, sales surprise, so this is revenue, the top line. Uh, was negative a little bit, 0.08%. Um, when you dig deeper into this, uh, the big surprise areas, materials at 16.74%, and consumer discretionary beat earnings estimates by 15.4%. The rest of them are in a range between 1.5% to maybe up to almost 9 9% was communication services. That uh, sector's had some significant changes over the last year. Uh, you know, with uh, it used to be just AT&T, Sprint, and uh, I forget there was one other. Um, had to be Team Verizon. Mobile. It was Verizon. Verizon. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, now we've got Disney and Facebook. Google and Facebook, all those communication type companies that uh, we used to think of as technology, except for Disney, which we thought of as uh, consumer discretionary. But some of those. Other stocks have crept their way into communication services, and you start to see a little more action, if you will, some more volatility. Um, maybe to the upside, but you see earnings growth creeping back in there as well. So uh, just a kind of a function of the change that we've seen. As far as growth goes, the growth numbers weren't really robust for the first quarter, 1.48% overall earnings growth in the S&P 500. Um, energy, negative 24.85%. It's always going to be driven by the, the uh, price of oil uh, to a great extent. Materials also negative, almost 17%. So while they were better than the analysts expected by a significant amount, <laughs> it was also a negative. So, you know, the, the growth was was not robust. Uh, when you look at sales growth, 4.45%, that's uh, actually pretty significant. You don't often see um, top line beat uh, by such a, an amount, and what we saw for a long time um, back a few years ago was uh, revenue growth around one and a half to two and a half percent, and then you'd see earnings grow by a significant amount. So companies were uh, kind of tightening their belts, lowering expenses, um, making their profit margins higher. Um, but now we're seeing kind of a reverse of that. So. Uh, um, you know, that's that's kind of what we've got there. And like I say, talked about uh, interest rates. If you look overall for the week, everything 
just for the for the changes that we've seen, somewhere between uh, six and eight percent or six and eight basis points, which is 0.06 to 0.08 percent. Very small changes. Um, mortgage rates increased nine basis points to 4.16. Um, but if you look uh, at some of the some of the uh, economic reports we got, existing home sales dropped in April, falling 0.4 percent uh, from March's revised total. You look back to uh, April of 2018, so a year-on-year basis, a decline in existing home sales of 4.4 percent. Uh, one of the things that we're starting to see is uh, uh, excess demand and low affordability. So we've got people that want to buy a house, but they can't necessarily because they can't afford it. Uh, prices of those existing homes has uh, kind of gotten out of their reach. Uh, if you look at new home sales, uh, the story is similar. Um, northeast has been kind of weak. The other three areas, the south, um, west, and midwest, have all uh, been relatively strong. But the upper price tiers are where you're seeing homes sell, not so much in the starter home range. So I don't know if this is uh, this is kind of a demographic issue. We talk a lot about millennials and how they don't want to buy a house. They'd rather rent. Um, you know, it's hard to say exactly what's going on there. And is upper uh, tier still over 450, 500,000? Yeah, I think yeah. around around here. And when I say here, the Kennesaw area, West Cobb, uh, you know, North Cobb, West Cobb, that range. What we're seeing is um, uh, they don't build a home unless it's in the 400s anymore. Right. Right. And as long as interest rates stay relatively low, we believe that, uh, you know, that's all still somewhat sustainable. But if you start seeing interest rates rise, and I don't believe that's our next step, but it could be, you know, two years down the road, we could see interest rates increasing. They're still Um, very attractive. They are. uh, But I think that's when you start worrying about housing and whether or not people are going to really be able to afford it, maybe even the one that they're sitting in at the moment. Uh, So, you know, a lot of times still you've got people that use those creative uh, mortgages where it's a kind of floating rate or, you know, resets after five years or something like that. So it be interesting to watch. Uh, We got notes from the FOMC. Um, Basically, they're telling us that uh, they like the wait and see approach, the slow, uh, slow change approach. And uh, they they noticed that uh, some of the economic data that we were worried about, um, you know, a few months ago, is now, you know, kind of kind of backing off. So uh, they're saying things look better. I'm starting to see things that I think look a little bit worse. Um, but anyway, that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, kind of holding steady still and. In- Interest rates then? Yeah. For the time being? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, like I say, this week we had a a decline, but it wasn't horrible. Well, we're going to take a real quick break right there. Uh, When we come back, we'll have a dog of the week. Stick around. It's going to be great. They paid paradise and put up a parking lot with a pink hotel All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.